And here we come together to serve the brew. Whoop, As whoop, always. Whoop. <laughs> Different setup, same folks. You know what I'm saying? We still out here. Same folks, Everybody's yep. at home today. But yes, but oh, we are still here. Why have we been separate? <laughs> What's going well. on? We got the vid. <laughs> <laughs> I got COVID got us, well, two of us, two of the three of us. Yeah. Uh, so Shelly and I got COVID, what, uh, our last pop-up. So that's December 11th. Yep. Um, and ugh, it's been a ride. <laughs> a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster. It's been a ride. It has been a time. I had to reflect back on our um, episode with Kina, um, where she was talking about seasonal depression. And I'm like, I'm great this year. Everything is going good. I'm feeling good. I'm taking my vitamins. I hadn't had COVID up until now. And then it was like, I'm here. <laughs> right. It came it came knocking on that door, baby. It came knocking on the door. Um, I was on the phone talking to Bianca and Bianca wasn't feeling good. And then Bianca, I'll let you tell your own story. So to that Tuesday, so what was that? The 13th, maybe. Mm -hmm. I had a little cough. It was it's a small little, you know, <laughs> polite little cough. <laughs> um, and then the very Five o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I just could not breathe and I had this crazy cough. Mm -hmm. And so I literally was like, I need to go to the bathroom and try to cough this up. I'm thinking I just got some flu in my throat. I went into the craziest coughing fit to the point where I just could not breathe, catch my breath, talk. It was bad. And I was like, okay, I'm like panicking now. I'm like, I'm just going to lay down. Maybe if I lay down, I'll be good. 
And um, by the time I made it back to my bedroom, I was starting to get dizzy. Like, nah, fam, if you lay down, it's like, that's it. Mm -hmm. And so I went and knocked on my son's room. And he's like, what, what, what's going on? So I was like, yeah, I think I need help. <laughs> so he was like, do you want me to call that one? I'm like, yes, it is, I ain't going, mm-mm. And they basically came and took me to the hospital. But I was released the same day. I just had some breathing treatments and stuff like that. And, you know, they sent me on my way and prescribed some meds and told me to drink lots of water and all that good stuff. I got a cough right now. Oh, <laughs> oh so that's <laughs> So um, yeah, yeah. So um, Bianca told me about her her night, and prior to that, I was having the little cough too, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I think I'm okay. I don't think, but I had a, a really really bad headache um, prior to that. So I was like, uh, let me just take the test. You know, everything is pointing all to COVID. Bianca had COVID. I was sitting next to Bianca. <laughs> talking to it. <laughs> I was like, there's just a chance that I just very well may have it and took the test and it came out positive. And I'm like, no, I took all the precautions. I did everything I was supposed to do. Um, but it was my time, I guess. It's my time. Yeah. For yeah. So it's you know. a tough couple of weeks with just like, we haven't even talked. Um, at all. Um, yeah. I know I haven't, so I have just been like secluded, you know, starting to feel the the blues because I'm like, why, you know, especially so close to Christmas and mm -hmm. all of that good stuff. But um, I'm surviving. I'm surviving. Yeah. Deanna, how about you? Tell us your story. Well, I did not test positive for COVID, um, but I was also under the weather. I had, uh, I did the at-home COVID test, then I went to the immediate care because I had no voice, like no voice. Um, it's just now starting to make a comeback, but I also had a wicked cough and um, I just didn't feel well. So I went, I got tested for COVID, flu, and strep. And all of those tests were negative, but um, they did treat me for an unspecified throat infection. So it's like, girl, I can't just have what everybody else had. I didn't have something. Nah, you got to be different. <laughs> so, you are exceptional to all the rules. <laughs> I love it. But COVID is not to play with. All of the mm -hmm. stories that I heard of what I thought that it was going to be, it was that and more you know i find myself sharing COVID stories with, <laughs> with co-workers and you guys um well bianca diana you're exceptional um so it's it's it sucks it mm -hmm. definitely sucks but yeah. um take your vitamins daily get your booster shots get your COVID shots try to avoid it because it is still out there wear your mask too I know everybody's like, oh, the mask is stupid. It don't make sense. But I promise you, I've been the most diligent person wearing my mask. Never got COVID. The, the minute I start getting lax. Well, I think the problem is, though, it only works if everybody is doing it. Right. Like we, yeah. We, like Shelly said, she went to the dentist's office and asked them for a mask. And they're like, oh, we're not. 
We're not mandating the mask. You know what I mean? The mask. I am. I'm mandating. <laughs> right. It's like, but kind of needs like full participation. Right. Yeah. Also, listen, if you got a little cough, a little tick in your throat, a little sneeze, stay your behind at home. I'm trying not to curse at folks, but stay your butt at home. Mm-hmm. Take a home test. You could get them free from the post office. <laughs> Huh? I said, Aka, stay your ass at home. Stay your yeah. ass at home. I was trying to be polite. What? Stay your asses at home. You right. got a little tick on your throat, a little cough. Don't be like, well, it's probably nothing. No. The post office give out free tests. Take yeah. your little free post office test. Figure it out before you go outside passing it to other people. That's annoying. I'm safe. When I got a little sneeze, a little tickle, I'm like, okay, is it my allergies? Is it what is it? What's happening here before I go out and affect other people? I try to figure it out. I expect that same courtesy from others. Stay at home. You're not missing nothing outside. You're really yeah. not. I promise you, you ain't. Please don't pass this to folks. Yeah, totally, totally agree. So, you know, um, that's a great tip too with the post office and the fact that they have tests. Um, for for free, you know, get, go get your free COVID test, um, because that's how, essentially how I found out that I had it, and okay. yeah, you know, um, get your most free insurance. Test. I mean, your insurance also when <laughs> you test in the mail, you can order them. You can go, you know, to whatever pharmacy and get them filled. Uh, you get like eight tests per person in your household, so it's like. Girl, you, I know about that. Yeah, oh, it's like no reason not to have at home COVID test on that. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, very, very important. Get your test. So, with us, you know, with this being our very last episode of the year, um, we wanted to come together kind of <laughs> and, um, you know, recap some of the shows that we've um, had, you know, talk about some of the guests that we had on the show. And just like every show, we want to start off with some icebreakers. We're going to have some fun, as much fun as we possibly can, not being next to each other. But what? before we do that, let's recap our last episode. Yes. <laughs> last <laughs> episode. So we had our Friendsmas episodes. We did. Part um, two. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed that. It was, it was so much fun for us. You guys, like, <laughs> literally, it's so funny. I, I, I think now going into the new year, I've decided, like, if I'm going to, if it's a video that I have to edit, I'm only going to watch it once. Because by the time it airs, I've had them watched it, like, five times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, y'all are so funny. It's so many things you miss when we're shooting the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> y'all are hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was uh, definitely funny, uh, the games. I'm competitive. Yeah. I realized that I'm more competitive than what I thought. Girl, like, yeah. I know I'm competitive, but, like, I'm Woo! really competitive. You a whole nother, other type of competitive. <laughs> you different. I'm, like, for real competitive. Like, nah, I ain't losing competitive. Yes. And then I have to, I made the mistake by saying that Deanna won, but Bianca really won. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the auto was like, we need to do a recap. We need to do it. And I said, let me go back through this. And just, so I literally went back and checked back through it. I'm like, let me just count it and make sure. And then I was like, I think I made another mistake. I think I'm like, I don't know what kind of scorekeeping was going on. <laughs> there, but 
it, it really is okay. It don't. My mom watched that episode and she was like, yeah, I, next time y'all do that, I think you should have like the school come at different time. I'm like, come on, you come in. That's <laughs> <laughs> just craziness. But yes, that was a great, a great time and definitely something good to do when you're not feeling well. Our our podcasts are hilarious. So yes. Definitely watch. Definitely watch. Yeah. <laughs> but th- these are all games that you could definitely play with your family and friends. Mm-hmm. Christmas yeah. time. Even New Year's. I know, you know, yeah. uh yeah. get together. I'm here, but hold on. Keep keep the conversation going. Oh Bye. yeah. This is definitely something you could play during the New Year's when your family gets together or, you know, whenever. Um, It's fun fun games to play. Yeah. We actually did get to play some games. So I was with my family uh, the night before Christmas Eve, on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And we had games, (laughs) I think, each night, different Mm -hmm. games. Like, on Christmas Day, we were just playing, like, cards, like, spades, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. On Christmas Eve... We played spoons and charades. It's um, a card game too. Oh. Like basically, when the first person gets four of a kind, they pick up a spoon and then like it's one spoon short. So um, you gotta be paying attention for when the person grabs a spoon and everybody grabs a spoon. The person without a spoon uh, is out, you know, and keep playing until the last person stand there. Like an actual spoon? Yes. So, uh, <laughs> and, and we actually improvised. The game is called Spoons, but we used plastic knives. So, I wow. guess we played, we played knives instead of spoons. But <laughs> I always changing the, the, the rules. Hey, um, you, know, you always have a bunch of extra plastic knives. Nobody really uses all those knives. Very, very true. Very true. Right, let's make the use of the knives. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I think I sung what the what do the lonely do too many times during Christmas because that is hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. What do they do? What do they do? Let me tell you what they do. <laughs> they watch. I'm telling you that that's one of my, my jams. That is like what that song slapped. I so many times that I bought it to fruition. Like I did not. Want intend, to you didn't intend to be the lonely, but right. And then when everybody found out you got COVID, they're like, "You gonna stay home?" <laughs> they're like, <laughs> "Yeah." I mean, that was definitely set like the sad part for me because normally, like, I spend time with my my father or um, my mother in law was supposed to have a get together for Christmas, but you know, it was a few of us who were sick. So my son actually ended up getting COVID three days later, I'm sure for me. Um, so it was like, everybody's sick. Forget it. We're going to cancel it for, you know, right now. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely lonely for me because I'm so used to having multiple homes to go to and then trying to figure out how I'm going to get everywhere in the same day. So, Yeah. But it was good. We still we still enjoyed ourselves as a family. We had family dinner, me, my son, and my mom, and um, opened our gifts and just chillaxed 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we kept the traditions going. I love that. Um, same for us. We kept the we kept the traditions going. We just had to stay away from each other. I would definitely say Savannah enjoyed her um, her mm-hmm. lashes Christmas because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she got lashes for days and um, she got everything she wanted or she asked for. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so with this being um, the recap, and we want to kind of include the best of, we want to have some fun, let's get into our um, icebreaker question. So um, first up, if, uh, have you ever had an imaginary best friend? No. I think y'all already know this about me, but yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> as a young girl. Yeah. <laughs> Raised a bunch of bunch of boys. Um, uh, yeah, I had an imaginary friend named Piano. I think she was kind of like my alter ego, or like Piano did all the bad stuff. So <laughs> if if Piano, uh, you know, she was she would speak up to like if I um, if I thought my aunt was mean. Uh, I would say, you know, piano has an aunt who dro- drives a blue car that she can't stand. You know, just oh. so happened that I also had an aunt to drive a blue car. You know, oh, so, just so happened, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I used to like have a, a seat at the table for piano. You know, put her placement down. Be upset if somebody sit on her. You know, piano was a, a female, a, a female. Yes. Yes. Was she a person? Like, was she like like a person? Yes, yeah, a person. Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, it could be a bunny. I don't know. <laughs> no, was a person. She's, okay, she was my There's A new Disney movie, and there was an imaginary character. I, I want to say his name was Bing Bong. I'm probably wrong, but yeah, he wasn't a person. He was like a collection of like clothes. <laughs> okay, Piano yeah, was a person. Piano. Um, <laughs> well, she she just was more outgoing and outspoken. Mm-hmm. I did not have an imaginary friend, but what I would do, and, and I'm fine with admitting this because you know this is just my life. Or <laughs> I had I talked to myself like I would I would like when my mom and my brothers were like together in a different room, I would um like go in another room and like sing like like sing and like talk to myself and like yeah girl we're gonna do this and then i would sing and then they would without me knowing be like behind me and then i'll like turn around and they would be looking at me that entire time but yeah that's what i would do because i was the only girl and i wanted like a girl oh, yeah. friend at home so that's what i would do yeah, yeah you just make it you were just making your own friend. <laughs> When I tell these stories, Bianca be looking like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, Bianca is the only child, so she should have asked that type of. But. Well, although I was the only child, I was raised in the house. Like, we lived in a house where it was like probably like 15 people, 10 people. I don't know how many people were in that house. It was a lot of people in the house. So I didn't really get to have the only child experience really until I was like 10 or 11. Um, when my cousins moved out, um, but even still, it was like more older cousins that I lived with. So I really didn't have the only child experience, although I was the only girl. But 
I was at like everybody else's house. I was at Janelle's house all the damn time. And then at some point I was with you spend the night on, on the weekends, Deanna. So I was like outside. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so my mom was actually concerned about my imaginary friend, but this was Ooh. like, I was like three and four years old. So, but she said that the doctor told her that uh, when I started school and had other friends and stuff, that piano would likely go away. And she did. Um, well, good. And yeah. she didn't like, she didn't, she didn't hang out when, when I was with my cousins and stuff. Cause then I had somebody else to play with. So mostly right. piano was just when I was like at home, you know, of course my mother would make my brothers play with me sometime, but it would be reluctantly and they want to play with my dolls and stuff. Right. So, you know, they would like be mean to my dolls or something. <laughs> I almost feel like that, that's what would be the problem. Like if piano came along with you to, you know, hang out. <laughs> Yeah, she 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 moved on by the time we turned five, you know, she moved on to some other little girl. But um, I mean, sometimes I guess at like three and four, she might would go with me maybe to my, my grandparents' house or my aunt's house, but yeah. not when other kids were around that could play with like, you know. Yeah. I probably would be like, I don't know if I want to be our friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you judging? I don't know if my parents saw me talking to myself as a problem, but I feel like that that was a problem. <laughs> that, <laughs> you, just, you just had a vivid imagination like me. Yeah, you know, I enjoyed taking I think our generation had really, really great imaginations, and I wish that for these younger kids coming up, I think kids are so into TikTok and all these other devices now that they're losing a little bit of that imagination that we had. Yeah, um, but TikTok is pretty imaginative too. too. I, I, I kind of um, uh, envy would be a wrong word, but like, I don't know. I, I admire what people come up with, the, the creative things that they tend to come up with. It, I think what scares me is that it, it tends to catch on as a trend and then everybody's doing it. So it's like, mm -hmm. you're really being creative. Um, yeah, so it's it's too much. It's too, so too much cool. at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it a little, if it was a little less, like if everything wasn't on social media or yeah. you know, like everything is so scrutinized. I think, you know, although the creativity and the technology is great, it creates a, a new set of problems too. It know? does. Cyberbullying or people feeling like they have to live up to these fake images that they see online and all that. Um, so it just creates a new set of problems, but the innovation itself is nice, but it is. It, it's just too much. Of it. Yeah. I think I just think back to a time where it was like, you know, I'm sitting on my couch right now. We would put the couch pillows down and then build a fort. And then we're in the fort and we're doing, you know, like pretending to be in an igloo or whatever the case may be. You're outside jumping rope. And now we're going to make a new rope game or make a new hand clap game or whatever the case may be. And there wasn't any devices for us to be involved in. We, we made our own fun. The same dances they're making up on TikTok, we made up outside, you know, without having a camera in our face. You know? I was making fun of Savannah today with some of the dances that they do, you know. Um, 
and she was telling me that the stuff is not in style anymore. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Um, that brings me to our second question. So who was your favorite cartoon character um, growing up? And if you're here and you're, um, join us in the live chat and, and tell us who was your favorite cartoon character as a kid. My favorite cartoon character. Um, so it'll be a toss up. Um, Strawberry Shortcake. She was my jam. Oh. Yes. Um, Hello Kitty. She was my jam. And yeah. the third one was Shatara from the Thundercats. Okay, okay. What about you, Dion? Yeah, I was kind of fickle when it came to cartoons. I really didn't like the idea of cartoons, but um, I would watch them because it was like kids watch cartoons. But uh, yeah, part of my crazy, but I did like, I guess, um, I liked Rainbow Bright and um, I liked Smurfette. I liked uh, Strawberry Shortcake. So I like, I think I liked like the accessories and stuff that you got, the toys or whatever, but I didn't really like the cartoons themselves. I don't know. I, I felt like cartoons were kind of trivial. I'm going to do a deep dive on that at a later time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carolyn is here. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Pink Panther and the Roadrunner. Nice. Pink Panther and Roadrunner. Um, I love both of those. But for me, um, I'm going to say, like, I was really big into, like, Tom and Jerry. Um, the songs was, like, my favorite and i was i loved pebbles um but like it's hello kitty for sure but that was kind of like in, in my older years yeah right like, i like the stuff for hello kitty yes yeah, it's yeah. definitely yeah. Her, I, the, I all accessories. push it on savannah and she was like mm, oh, hello yeah. kitty um but yeah so that was my favorite tom and jerry and then my and my parents if they're watching um, they're gonna. I I could just. I just. I know these people so well. They're probably saying Yaki, um, Yaki Doodle Duck. It was a. It was a character that was sometimes featured on um Tom and Jerry sometimes too. But my parents say that I look like Yaki, so. Mm. Yaki Doodle Duck. I don't know if I remember that. I have to find a picture. Yeah. And it. Yeah, I don't know. Yaki. Yep, that was that was mine. Um, okay. I did kind of like Acme Acres. That. You did not like Acne Acres? I did. I, oh. I like that a little bit. Okay. I don't remember that cartoon. You're an interesting person. We are going to dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, like animation, though. <laughs> I think during this you know, podcast for this year, I've learned so much about y'all that I didn't know. Yeah, uh, every too. time it's like, what? <laughs> Wait, say that again. Never told me that. <laughs> I feel like uh, it's all like it's all in fun, you know. Too yeah. like I, I, a lot of the icebreaker questions make me think like, oh, okay, yeah. What what was this? What how did I feel? And it's so weird, not weird, I guess, but that our answers are so completely different. I, I would think more of our stuff would be a little bit, you Similar. know. Yeah. Not always. Um, what was your favorite subject in high school? High school. What yeah. was yours, Carolyn? We want to know. 
girl outside. Yeah. <laughs> High school, my friend. I don't know if I really had a favorite. So think about me in high school. I was the kid who did enough to get by. Um, I definitely was smart and I passed classes, even though I went as much as what was required. And I did as much work as was required to pass. Um, so I can't necessarily say I had a favorite subject. I, no, I don't want to take that back. The one class that I did like, um, it was a, a, a guy and he knew Fred Hampton. Uh, it was like a debate class. Political was science it? or something? What's the political science? It was a um, teacher. What, huh? what was the teacher's name? It's escaping me right now. He was on the yellow floor. Um, he was he married to another teacher there? No, not him. I did like him. Oh. Um, this guy was on the yellow floor. He was. Um, it was like a debate class. Like we would debate yeah, topics. Context, you know, to explain to people why we're saying yellow floor. <laughs> oh. So everybody's on East, each floor, the lockers were different colors. There was a blue floor, red floor, yellow floor. Um, typically, I think during that time, the freshmen were supposed to be on the red floor. Am I correct, mm -hmm. guys? And then the upper, upper classmen were on the yellow floor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but this class, it was like a, a debate class. And so we would get a topic and we would have to debate it. Was yeah. it psychology or sociology? Because I know we used to it was sociology, I believe. Okay. I, yeah. I believe it was that. And I always loved that type of topic. Mm -hmm. And I like to debate for whatever reason. So I, I did enjoy that class. Funny story was my senior year, um, I was failing. I'm transparent. I was failing a couple classes and they called all of my teachers in for a surprise meeting with my mother, unbeknownst to me. And this teacher afterwards was like, I don't even know why they called me down there. He was like, I would have never known that you were failing classes because you got an A in this class and you do your homework and you're always here. So like, what is happening? And I was like, I don't like them other classes. And he was like, well, <laughs> but I, was, I really did enjoy his class. Okay, what about you? Uh, uh, Carolyn said spelling and shorthand. Okay. I think they need to bring shorthand back, but all right. Yeah. I don't think we even <laughs> know shorthand, but they did away with it. But I think that's something that I would have liked to have learned. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite subjects were always the math and sciences. So I liked all of them except for physics. Physics, I hate it, but uh, anatomy, biology, chemistry, um, trig, geometry, algebra, all of those. Mm -hmm. For me, I loved history. Um, so our elementary school, we came from a very um, a w wonderful teachers in mm -hmm. elementary school yes. and some in high school too. Um, but one that Miss Plotts that really pushed, you know, history. So that was definitely one. And then math. Like, I love everything about algebra. Literally, that to me is what kind of made me also fall in love with design. Because it's a lot of very measurements and things kind of like looking even and still trying to find a way to be creative through that. Mm -hmm. Math and um, 
history for me. I always wish I was better at math. It's not that. Ooh, Harrison, we had a, a a drama class. We have drama. Do we have drama? I think we yeah. did. I think if yeah, if he was one to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just didn't take to the arts like that. I mean, you did, you did chorus. I did chorus and band, but. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to a school in New York where they do a lot of the um, artsy mm. type of classes. A performing yeah. arts school? Performing yeah. arts school. They definitely have some productions that provide those, though. We just wasn't <laughs> interested. Oh, Yeller? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is funny. This is. I thought this was funny. Uh, who would you want to be on your team if we had a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> of like who? That. Of us? No, not we're the zombies. Like, uh, okay, sure, of us. That's that's fair. Of us. Who would you have on your team? Would you pick me or Deanna and everybody around? Them? <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. I think Shelly might cry. <laughs> a zombie apocalypse. That's so. Oh, yeah. I just can't do it. They're going to eat us. I love that. Iris said, Bianca, because she, when she gets mad, she can fight. <laughs> So I'm like, listen, I first saw my panties, but then I'm like, nah, y'all ain't gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> y'all ain't gonna kill me. Why don't you be Nah, I'm gonna have to figure out some strategy. Okay, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Carolyn said, it's just Elva as my senior member. Like, forget about the zombies. Just give me the interest. I didn't know he was an option, so. Right. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about that, then I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, strategically, then I'm gonna have to pick Bianca too because Bianca can't fight. <laughs> 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 you gotta let me try to calm me down, and nobody else talking that. <laughs> right, I was thinking so two things. The other one's trying to calm me down, but I think Shelly <laughs> might move a little faster. So I, I don't know who to pick. I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of like, you got to pick. Everybody's picked. You have to you gotta like strategize. You'll be able to strategize the situation. Like, okay, listen. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. But I feel like I would be the person running around doing all the things while she strategizes. So I'd be like tired. Well, and your answer is? I don't know. Pick. Come on. Uh, let's see. We're picking in because this is never gonna happen, so we gotta have fun with right. it. <laughs> I um, I think I might, I think I might pick. It's okay, Bianca. <laughs> it's so hard, guys. I don't know who to pick. I don't think I actually made a pick. I just said Shelly would cry. Uh, oh, well, oh, Jesus Christ! Look, I'm fine with nobody <laughs> wanting to be on my team. No, it's not that I don't. It's like I know that. So Deanna will strategize. Me and you, once I shake you, we're going to get to action, right? So it's like, do I pick the strategy person that will probably figure out a strategy or do I pick the person that's going to get to action but will have a strategy? Okay. So that's what I'm left with. We'll have to figure that out. I don't know. 
Moving on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, last icebreaker. And uh, Ira says sometimes she scares me when she gets mad. Well, damn, that hurt my feelings. What is your favorite family tradition? And ladies, Carolyn, Iris, we want to hear what your uh, traditions are. Um, I would say for Christmas at home, we always open one present on Christmas Eve. Okay. So that I always asks, but I never, I never let her. I think that's so fun. Like open one give, it kind of brings that excitement. Like, oh my God, I can't wait until tomorrow. I always do one gift on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I'll let her next year. Deanna, you're muted. Okay, sorry about that. Um, I did do that this year. Normally, I have not. But this year, I did let Zoe open up something early. One, to kind of um, appease her because her dad wasn't home for Christmas. Um, and two, I was just like, why not? It's just one gift. Yeah. Um, but in years past, I had not uh, opened one gift early. But I was just like, go for it. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever floats your boat. For me, it's definitely for a Christmassy. Uh, it's uh, driving around looking at the Christmas lights. I love doing that. I just have yeah. such a ball doing that with Savannah, but I'm making it a point to be like my house to be like the house to see next yeah. year for Christmas. There you go. Come on. Speaking yeah. of Christmas. Uh, so I was was just gonna say that I like just the gathering of like family dinners, you know. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Yeah. Iris said Sunday dinners when my mom and aunts were alive. And Carolyn said, we do that too. So they open one gift on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right, then. Let's get into some talks about, um, you guys want to do the best man stuff next? Or do you want to start recapping some of our shows? I feel like this could have been broken up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I Let's recap a few shows. We could jump okay. into the best man. All right. So let's take it back to our very first episode. Uh, we were talking about, you know, starting the podcast, um, get, let, letting people get to know us. Yeah. I think you did a good job of letting people kind of know, you know, why you react to things the way that you do, why you feel the way you feel. I feel like it creates, um, <clears throat> sorry, COVID. It creates a better conversation amongst us too. Because I think, I think, Bianca, you were saying, like, you learn something new about us every time we have a show. For, for me, it does, but it also helps me to kind of understand why you guys do things that you do or say things that you say. Like, oh, okay, it's, it makes sense. hmm Like, it all comes together, yeah. It definitely yeah. does. Yeah, it does. That first episode, it was kind of like a get-to-know-us episode. And, right. I think uh, it's still one of the most loved shows, though. It is. <laughs> Yeah, I think and we so had over eleven hundred views on that episode. We do, we do that. That very first episode. If you want to learn more about us, our upbringing, where we come from, what we're trying to do together, um, that's a great episode. Our fears and phobias. Yeah, our fears and our phobias. <laughs> and it's so funny. I was I was watching something, and they were um, Savannah sent me a TikTok. 
and the person she was the person was swimming with the dolphins so they the dolphins it would be two dolphins they would come behind the person and they would like push their feet ahead so they can like you know glide in the water and i just i would never do that like even just watching that video scared me it scared the hell out of me <laughs> i i don't think well two things one i don't want to be in that pool that the dolphins were in when we saw them that being 20 30 feet deep that just sounds not fun <laughs> at all um but two, I know that dolphins are rapists, and I just can't <laughs> get over that. Here we, here we go again. That is true. You know, I always, I always think that I'm pretty exceptional too, and I feel like, what if I just have the scent, the one scent, <laughs> the uh, the rapist. Uh, <laughs> no. It's not like you'd be dealing with dolphins in the wild. These would be trained dolphins. I, uh, never know. The videos I've seen where a person got humped by a dolphin, they was like out in the ocean. The dolphin jumped up on the boat. They no, wasn't I, like, don't know oh, that. Yeah. I don't have the research. And <laughs> Train, these are, not train these are dolphins in captivity. I don't know how to swim, but if I learned how to swim, I wouldn't mind swimming with the dolphins. We should do, we should learn how to swim and we should start planning our next trip because yeah. we took our trip after COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So I, yeah, I think we need to um, plan our trip for this year. Like, we need to get out here. I'm with it. Um, Carolyn, Carolyn, go ahead, Bianca. Carolyn, we are saying that dolphins are rapists. R-A-P-I-S-T. They <laughs> like to hump humans. Yeah, I am not saying that. <laughs> Deanna, be it me to leave you guys. Dolphins are rapists. They rape. <laughs> there are videos out there. There are real videos. My mom said I'm showing double. I yeah, I think it's your Christmas tree behind you. It's giving. Oh, okay. The glare. Yeah. It's blurry in the back. Sorry, mom. And it looks like one of yeah. your eyes are closed. Oh, she all coming in here correcting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you rolling a clip from this episode or what? I'm not. You know, oh, I was okay. gonna do that, but you know, COVID. <laughs> I gotta blame everything on God. Oh. I was trying to get my my energy back, my pep back up in my step. I should have. But um, I did not, so thank you. Oh, no, yeah. no problem. I was just, I wasn't <laughs> sure if we were over talking the time that you were planning to. No, <laughs> no, I was hoping that you, we all would. <laughs> yes, just start off the Christmas tree. Oh Lord Jesus. Um, okay, let me fix that because she got a thing. She look, she tells me all the time when we wear something on our shirts, it's distracting. So please, somebody. Oh. <laughs> Sorry if I'm distracting. All right, let me let me fix my camera, but let me um let me answer the next the next question um or ask the next question. Or, or we're recapping another show. Um. Mm -hmm. Question: What has been you? Who has been you guys' favorite? Where is my gift, Lord Jesus? We're gonna get you your gift, Mom. Mm -hmm. uh, who has been your favorite guest 
thus far. And you have to oh, answer. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's feelings are going to be hurt. Just answer the damn question. <laughs> oh, that's too hard to pick a favorite guest. God, it's not that's too hard. hard. I, I would say, I wouldn't say favorite guests because all of our guests are our favorite, but I really enjoyed the talk with Lester, uh, Mr. Real mm -hmm. Talk, um, talking about relationships because, you know, that got a little little turned up because I was like ready and he was like um I think it was I can't remember his comment specifically but I was like guys want women to wear heels cook clean you know do all the things and they get to just sit around and you know not you know hairlines way in the back somewhere mm -hmm. uh, you know don't get a pedicure don't keep themselves up you know, stained t-shirt and we supposed to be, you know, doing all these things. So I that was very memorable for me. Okay. What about you, Deanna? Um Lester was definitely one of my favorites as well. But I don't know, I have to think about who who's my favorite. Okay, what yeah, I mean I, I like I said I have several but yeah Lester's definitely <laughs> one of one of one of the top picks I would say. Okay. And I and I I Lester posted on our recap show, and I asked him to come back again. I think <laughs> I think well, Lester, Lester is dope. Lester is dope. My mom said Lawrence. Lawrence has been her favorite so far. <laughs> um, uh, for me, ah, oh, gosh, like Lester definitely because Lester was our first like two parter. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> to, uh, split that episode into two. Yeah. Um, I think he has, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go and say Lester too, because mm -hmm. some things that he said in that episode, I still <laughs> to this, to this day can say, you know what? Yeah. Like what he said about, um, people, um, not asking for help. I found that to be like, they're just really profound. I thought, you know, such an easy thing that people could kind of do. Um, mm -hmm. And it's one thing that people don't do often. Um, so it's always good to ask for help. Um, Carolyn says she enjoyed the meditation lady. Debbie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Debbie. Yeah. That's yeah. another one of my faves too. Yeah. I've been trying to get back to that. I definitely need to schedule a class on her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To yeah, my meditation. That's something um, I'm going to figure out in the new year. Yes, yes, yes. Deanna, did you say? Oh, I said Lester was one of my oh, faves. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now you got all of our other guests mad at us. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. What has been your favorite episode? What episode have you ha, do you feel like I should have recapped I should have watched the re, the replays to figure it out beforehand. Uh, but what I mean, would you say would you say um you know you remember you go back to you take something I, from you learn I would say my favorite episode was our second book club episode. Um our um Tanya's journey of forgiveness. Yes, that one is <laughs> Looking back on it. Yes. I probably have watched that this episode like favorite. five times. 
For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, Tanya's journey is one of my favorite episodes too. Even though we were uh, you know, at odds on how we viewed the book or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it was still it was a good uh it was a good conversation starter or definitely, definitely. Has anything changed since we had that conversation as far as like how you guys feel about the topic? Or do you still feel like if, if we had that episode today, you would still feel the same? I would still feel the same way. My mom says she liked uh, our last show. It was really good. And I think that's also because she got a gift. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got Congratulations to our winners. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, you also have a gift coming. I don't know. Yes. I told this. Yes. We, once, once we're done, I, look, I haven't touched anything. Like, I haven't touched anything from our papa. I'm like, I need, I need a couple more weeks to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, we have had um, several businesses, small businesses. Uh, we highlight a small business every single episode. Um, this particular episode, I don't think we set anybody aside <laughs> to highlight. Um, so we'll do we'll do Cafe Coco Latte. This is what I say, Cafe yeah. Coco Latte. <laughs> In order you for our our um, small business. Uh, but what's your most memorable? Small business. Um, most memorable small business would be Iris Mac Accessories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's currently selling right now. You can catch her on Facebook. She just posted a few uh, jewelry sets for the jewelry lovers. Iris mm-hmm. Mac Accessories. Iris Mac Accessories. What about you, Deanna? I needed a. Uh... Oh. Work. Um, <laughs> no, um, uh, no. Um, Renee's financial services. Definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. And, um, and mindfulness, yeah. And Debbie's, yep, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know why Ruby's this guy. <laughs> They are out here doing um, things. Like every time yeah. they post a picture of some chicken wings or some catfish, I'm always like, Lord Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get back onto my health. So food yeah. After COVID, I was like, I'm letting all that stuff go. But I think I need one last hurrah. I just wish they were closer, but you know, yes. I think they're worth the drive. But I feel like they opened up a new location, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. question that we didn't mention, which I know is extremely impactful for us, um, was our show with the famous actress Yolanda Ross. Oh yeah. What did that show leave on you guys? Um, it definitely left the impact of, uh, and this is something you know I learned from Deanna as well. Get a second opinion. Speak up for yourself. Um, get a second opinion. Don't be afraid to say, hey, this is what I need. Um, this is what's going on. So I think it kind of catapulted me to be like, okay, you know what? It's time out for the games. Let me 
you know, figure out my health and, and you know, get on top of those things. So yeah. push back on the doctors for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for me. And uh, I think too, uh, definitely Deanna has helped out with me in that episode with um, pushing back on them. Like, you don't have all the answers and it's okay to go ask another doctor. And it's amazing how many people don't get second opinions and now you're just like <laughs> first opinion and it could be the wrong move. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, definitely pushing back on the doctors, realizing that they are human just like we are. Um, they miss their own doctor appointments. Um, mm-hmm. It's okay to ask questions and push back. Yeah. And I think that shows... Uh really phenomenal for many reasons. Like we had, that was the most guests we had at one time, you know, letting all the ladies share their stories. And, um, you know, I learned things about them that I didn't know prior to the show uh, as well, even though we were part of the same, you know, community and share um, our experiences when we get together. You still, when you talk to somebody one-on-one, you learn more, you know, more of their story. Um, And I hope that it was helpful for, you know, folks who are viewing to empower them to take control of their own health and, you know, to share information with others um, because we, you know, we got to take care of each other. Yeah, definitely. We absolutely have to take care of each other. Um. What episode do you think um, has that was impactful yet didn't reach as many people as we would have hoped? I think it was that financial episode with Renee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a few of them, but yeah, the financial episode is one. Yeah, the Father's was, Day episode. The Father's Day one is what oh, I was. Yeah, the Father's Day episode. Yeah. I really thought that that one would probably take off a little bit more um, because unfortunately when you look down the timeline a lot of men don't get recognized for being great fathers um, so I, I I would have thought that this would be you know one of the episodes that people would tune into because it's something mm-hmm. different yeah. three women with three different walks of life coming together to recognize not only their fathers, but other fathers out there, um, you know. I think all, or if not all, many of the male guests that we've had on the show um, are all fathers or all father types or uncles. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we can highlight, we can do a better job at highlighting them more for that too um when they come on the show because i think we we talk can we kind of talk about what the topic is to talk about um but we've had some really great fathers on the show too yeah yeah so next year our 2023 father's day episode i don't know i'm like i don't know if it's because we ran it on father's day and people used to watch it on thursday yeah um, i don't know we gotta come up with some creative ways to promote the next one but um, yeah, I think it's it's important and beneficial to celebrate fatherhood, you know. So absolutely, we'll do it again. Absolutely, I love my daddy. I am a daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. My daddy is so funny. We send messages back and forth, maybe every other day. Um, but he's always sending me some funny. Um, my mom thinks we need to do more to put him on the show. <laughs> I <just thought> that. <laughs> 
I think, I think these, I for sure, I, God set, well, I'm going to speak for myself. God set me down. He was like, yeah, <clears throat> sit on the side last for a little bit. You're doing a little bit too much, youngin. I'm going to trip you. <laughs> sit down. Um, and I needed, I needed this break mentally. I needed to not get up and design, even though I have been doing little small projects and stuff like that for people. I needed to get myself in a position where I was just wasn't for a while. Like, just don't, you know, uh, don't do anything. Don't think about cafe cocoa latte It's still there. You guys are still strong. Take a break because I feel like 2023 is about to be crazy. So I feel like he, you know, in a sense, we all needed this break maybe for what's coming up. Right. Yeah. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. Okay. Um, there was one episode I wanted to ask you guys something about, but I forget. Um, we had our bubble run show. Are we gonna be doing any more five Ks? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's definitely in my our future. It, it was warm outside today. You know, it was crazy. I went out, I had to run to the grocery store. And I was like, that's kind of nice out here, you know? Mm-hmm. But, it's you crazy know. because we've been sub-zero. So now, like, 20 degrees feel like summertime because, you know, 20 You're below right. feels a lot less than. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember who our very first guest was? Gee. Pastor Z, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I was like, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I said it was great. Your brother. <laughs> yes, my brother, whose birthday was yesterday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday. birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, so now my mom is taking over the show. I know. I'm like, we're gonna <laughs> interview now. <laughs> uh, what what is y'all's next be- um big step? Big step. I I hope it's our next big step would be to, you know, bring that brick and mortar space to fruition. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. Like something is, I I always get these thoughts. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to happen sooner, sooner than later. For sure. Um, You know, I think at some point we'll be recording our podcast in our location, which to me is going to be mine blowing. I feel like our grand opening is definitely going to be um, a lot of people. Grandioso. Yeah. I see a lot of people being there, a lot of family, a lot of friends. I think everybody um, wants to see us win, and that's a big part of what keeps us all going. Um, You know, it definitely keeps me going when I know that we have a, a group of people behind us Definitely helping us um, get our doors open. Yep, for sure, and definitely just what not to stuff. do. <laughs> yeah, but I, I see, I see the cafe being our our next big step, Mama. Um, couple other shows I think um, that were really good was. Like the manifestation show, I'm looking at the uh, the highlights in the background. Like, yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Even the attitude, yeah. attitude, I know it wasn't that long ago, but that was that was a good one. That was a good one. Our um, I see Marcus up there too. Marcus, yeah. Carter. Marcus um, Carter. I love the way Deanna says Marcus Carter. Um, <laughs> he was definitely an, an impactful guest, and I think we got some things coming up with him in 2023. Um, Sharita and um, Pastor Henderson, Pastor Courtney Henderson. Um, they're like friends, you know, like yeah. if I don't hear from Courtney or Sharita, um, I'm like, oh, Courtney and Sharita, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I haven't heard from them. Um, so it's just so amazing. The people that we have all met along the way. And a lot of these people are family. Yeah. yeah. We, we have, uh, we're still, you know, putting together our network, but we have a tight network of amazing people that are you know, that we are blessed to be connected with and stuck with for life. They stuck with us, whether they like it or not. I don't know. Whether they like it or not. We have. Well, so- they like it, but I'm just saying they stuck with us. Like They did. They can't, they, they can't unstuck. They can't yes. be unstuck. Yeah. Uh, we got some major, major guests coming up for 2023. Um, a lot of people, you know, we've locked down already. We have some, we have, we're going to have our very first male author on the show. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about that one. Yeah, that's definitely going to be, uh, exciting. We've had a couple authors on already. Yeah. Um, to have our first guy is definitely great. We definitely want to hear a miss perspective as well. Um, so it would be good to have that episode. Yeah. yeah. And let us know in the comments if there's any um show topic idea yeah. yes. or you know personality that you would like to see and we will make it happen in twenty twenty. We will make it happen in twenty twenty three. Um sure. Go ahead, mama. Type type what you want to go type. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you haven't already be sure to like, comment and subscribe. And share our video. We are at we're at currently 323 um, subscribers. We've surpassed viewers, so our videos are getting a lot of views. So we we appreciate everybody because I know um, even the ladies who I know are here, Carolyn, Iris, my mom. Um, you guys show up as often as you can. Um, oh, oh, she just wrote a paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> show up as often as you can. Um, sometimes when my mom's even at work on Thursday, I'll be like, can you please just watch? She always does. Um, but we have surpassed. Like, I think our videos are now up to like 6,000 or over 6,000 views. Um, we have a lot of watch hours. So people are definitely watching our videos. But ladies, as many people as you can get to subscribe. Um, to our channel as well. It helps us. Hopefully by this year we'll be 500 plus. We've, we'll be at 1,000 over. Um, the podcast is all to help us get our doors, our cafe doors open. So definitely make sure that you ask people to subscribe. Um, my mom said, I know what y'all can do. Because that's how she's saying it. <laughs> I know what y'all can do. Um, each one of you add 10 new views to the show and everyone that you add to the show that you invited them and asked, basically asked 10 more people um, to get 10 people every time. You need to be a pastor at church, Marcus. 
that's what pastors be like. Get, bring 10 people. Bring 10 guests. Mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. agree. Are you ladies still with us? <laughs> Everybody's fading in the background. No, I'm right here. <laughs> no. I am still here. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> We're shooting the podcast. I'm just I'm really sorry. tired of coughing and I'm trying to suppress it. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the last section of the show. I want to make sure that we do this because I know over the holiday when you're off, you're relaxing, everybody's <laughs> watching something <laughs> on Netflix and or um what is peacock it? This season. <laughs> it was what on peacock, happened? the best man. Chapters, final chapters on Peacock, yeah. Yes. Um, so I know everybody's watching all of that stuff, which I don't know. My did you watch The Best Man? Let let me know in the comments. If you didn't, I I I know how you can watch it. Lord Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um uh so what did you guys think? Did you get through all eight episodes? I think it was eight or ten. I did. I did. I did. I have mixed feelings. I've been uh, texting my sister the past few days. We've been going back and forth on some things. Well, let us know. Give us news. So it was um, a lot of, it's been a lot of chatter online. And Mm -hmm. the meme that I saw showed Robin and, um, God, what is his name? I'm drawing a blank. What's Robin's husband's name? Robin's husband in the show. I don't know. what Tay Diggs character, whoever. So it was showing Tay Diggs and Robin, and it was like Tay Diggs, who people thought were the was the villain, and they said Robin was the villain. And I was like, I don't really agree with that. I really okay. don't agree with the villain. Before we get into before we get into it, we still don't get into it. But explain that part, just in case somebody hasn't seen it. So Tay Diggs' character through, and we can go way back twenty years ago. He's always been about himself harper 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 has always been about himself how he can progress his career what he has going on and it always what he wanted to do yeah like it always caused drama between him and his friends him and his wife his family whatever because he's very laser focused on him and his needs now um in the end he got offered a deal to turn his book, the original first book, into a movie. Mm-hmm. Which she said, yes, you should definitely do it. Go tell your friends. Let them know, you know, you should definitely do this. But when in the hint of him pursuing it, she decided, you know what? You're not making time for me. I'm out. I'm, I'm moving to Africa. I'm moving to Ghana. Like, I'm out of here. Peace out. And that's that on that. And I'm taking our child with us. And what's your thoughts on it? Why are you and Iris going back and forth? No, it wasn't Iris. It was Kia. Um, Sorry. So Kia says that Robin was bogus for taking the child away, Mm. which I I can agree. That's that's a bit much to go to a whole other continent. That's my least favorite character. Sorry, Deanna. Go ahead. I'm going (laughs) to No, I was just saying, like, really, he was not, I mean, you could be a writer uh, without being, like, away from your family for several months or whatever. He wasn't even at home anyway. So it's like whether she was in New York 
or Ghana, he probably see her. He's probably gonna see her the same amount of time, whether she was in New York or in Ghana. It's, it's not like he's not a millionaire that can't travel, or it's not like he was spending all this time with his family and being a nurturing father anyway. Let us know. Let us know. I think that's not right. Though. I'm sorry. Let us know in the comments what you think um, about that, because I want to make sure I want to hear other people's opinion about this topic. Because I definitely would say, for me, my least favorite character out of all of the characters is Robin. I think, I think to take a child and it's not it's not like you're moving to a different state. I think if I, I would agree with you, Deanna, had it been like from New York to. California or New York still in the U.S. You know what I mean? And not a whole different country. What's, what's the big difference? Because I, I, I would see that if he was somebody that didn't have the means to go to Ghana. Here's like, he's not somebody who can't go to Ghana. Here's what I feel like is the difference. I think that back to, say, our Father's Day episode, I think that fathers are given this rap like who can't, like who cares? It's just it's, a, it's just Africa. Like, no. Had my mom decided at at a younger age for me, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to move to Africa, I would feel like, mom, like, you know, but I would still have that same impact had it been my father. Like, I, I get it. You have these dreams. You want to do these things. But to uphaul your child all the way to another country to me i think that was pretty unfair like i if she had had a move and said hey i'm gonna do this for a year because remember her character has always been somebody who was very wishy-washy she was even wishy-washy you might not stay in ghana forever it might be a phase but i think it would be to me it would be different if one, he didn't have the means to come and see her in Ghana, or yeah, they didn't have the means so. to bring her back to the U.S. That's, but that's so for some for some men, if you live in New York and he live in California, that's the same thing because they don't have the means to go back and forth. Like unless you're in their local vicinity, they may not you know be able to afford to travel. But for them, the travel piece, if they they can afford it. Um, even when he was in the same country, he wasn't necessarily making them a priority. When so I have his to go priority, back to that. He probably his wasn't making his wife a priority, but he made his daughter priority. either. He was dictating what was happening with his daughter, but I don't think he was really like, he didn't no. feel like so he had Robert to be said he was a good present. Father. She said he was a good father, but I'm saying like when he jacked out on her for having the child out, with the protests and she got arrested and all this stuff. He told her, you better not have my child, this, this, and that. But like many scared. men, Something happened no, but listen, life. like many men, the onus of where the child is placed and what the child is doing is put on the mom. He's not saying, I'm going to make sure that she has uh, proper child care for events such as this, or I'm going to make sure that there's someone who can um, take care of her when we're doing whatever we're doing. It's like, it's your job to figure that piece out. I just know that you better not do blah, blah, blah. But he's not a type of parent that was like, he's not going to make sure. He don't feel like that's his his responsibility. I think you ran sure. a little too much into that. I, I don't know if we were watching two different movies or episodes. <laughs> yeah, but, um, what you I don't know how all that happened, but yeah. I, I recall from what I watched, 
he was like, I want to get this nice house in a nice neighborhood so my child can have the best. So she can be protected because he I, felt I, like I want to have my child be protected. I want to do all these things. I'm out here making the money to make sure that everybody has everything that they need and want. I'm not like um, I can't interrupt for this. Is your presence not part of what we need and want? I was gonna oh, say that next. But provider. Wants to say something. Sorry, yeah. our, our viewers are extremely important. Carolyn <laughs> said, I agree not to uh not to take the child away um that far from a dad to another country. Like that come on, come on. But the, the, the father's presence Diana, let me say this. Diana, let me say this real quick. The father's presence is important and also I read I felt like he did have a good presence. It was the part where the daughter came downstairs in the morning looking for her dad. It to me implied that that was their morning. Yeah, and remember the ep the um part in the movie where she's crying in the car and she basically mm -hmm. tells her don't cry. Like it's almost like she's forcing upon her daughter this wishy washy attitude. Like don't feel like this because you don't. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was right to tell her not to cry because yes, she's gonna miss her dad. Well, whatever yeah, you would what, feel the exact same way in this story had it been the mom. It had the roles been reversed he was taking her to africa if he was the custodial parent okay. like she was really the custodial parent anyway yes he provided the money he wanted them to be in an affluent neighborhood and make sure that she's in the best schools and all that but i don't think that he was as invested in like being in her day-to-day -day presence really? yeah <laughs> which i think they, I think that's the case, though, right. with a, a lot of men. They do, I think, I don't think he didn't love his daughter, but I think that when he, like you said earlier, he's laser focused. So his, when his focus is on doing whatever he's doing for writing, making the movie, writing the books, whatever, torn, he's, he, in his mind, knows that his wife or his then ex-wife is going to do everything. Take care. He trusts that she can take care of their daughter and that he can provide the means by which to do it, that right. he doesn't have to be a physical presence. That's any partner. I, I, that could be said about me right now. If I had a child right now and I'm laser focused trying to get my business open, so I'm going to trust in my you partner. Let me finish my statement, girl. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna um I'm gonna start muting people. Okay. <laughs> if if right now I had a, a young child and I'm lazy, I have a job, I'm in school, and um I'm trying to get Cafe Coco Latte open. I'm gonna be I'm here. I'm gonna make sure our meals are prepared. I'm gonna sit down and watch a movie with my kid, but also I'm doing these other things. That doesn't mean I'm a bad parent and I don't care about my child. But I'm gonna trust that my partner. Could hold us down while I'm taking care of these things to make sure we have a roof over our head and, and you know, food to eat. I would like to read a comment from one of our viewers, um, <laughs> Carolyn. She could have opened her business in the, I'm sorry, she could have opened up her business in the States at another location. Harper was a good father and provided for them the best that he could. I definitely agree with that. And also remember, she didn't leave until he didn't call that person the real right. about getting the business. So she would have stayed. This goes back to her wishy-washy attitude. You don't, up, to me, that's almost a form 
form of you're, you're putting your child through unnecessary trauma because you want to what prove a point to the person that you no longer want to be with. I think people are selfish. I think she was extremely selfish. And I, I'm so glad that I think he I think he he showed her how to be selfish. Oh my God. So what did she, I, I, so, so, so. Well, no, I don't think you should do anything out of spider tit for tat, but just like he felt like his endeavors, his dreams, his wishy-washy was in episode, in, in the movie one. She's not wishy-washy. I just said Ghana might be a phase. Who knows if she's going to stay there forever, but I think that she has the same, right to pursue whatever it is that she wants to pursue well, we are going to put our children through trauma because you're going through i don't think it, it doesn't have to be traumatic i mean i think the initial thought of leaving the country yes feels like oh my god i'm moving so many miles away but if we looked at if, if for them if we looked at the calendar the calendar year and see how many days he actually spent in their presence because he was gone for months on end he didn't even care that the furnace wasn't working at the daggone house why? Because he wasn't there to feel the cold, you know. So if he could be that complacent, um, he didn't care enough to help her pursue what she wanted to do there. He kind of just blew it off. Then let's add up the number of days that you spent in the presence of your child. I'm not saying that you can't. They could have even did joint custody, whatever. She could live partially in Ghana and partially in the U.S. I mean, it's a flight. It's not like you, you got to. You know, this is twenty-four hour versus a three-hour flight. If his yeah. child, if he was in New York and the child was in Ohio, he could get there in a couple hours. Well, he wasn't but, like he could, but he didn't. He could have, but he chose not to on the regular anyway. So, what's the difference? If you spend, let's say, if if, if it all adds up to well, three. I, I just want to ask you this: How? What? How, where did you gather that he was gone most of the year? In there showing of him he was gone he wasn't there like once he was he started, gone he was gone so he, not only was he doing after in addition to the movie he was like writing other books and he felt like he needed to be in other places and spaces to do whatever writing i, missed I, missed, I definitely missed that part i know that there was from a uh, from a time frame to a time frame i think yeah. when they got back from the trip where they were and wherever they were the sunny hot place so when they came back to new york a month maybe two and I feel like anybody who like if 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 I when I do get married, if my partner makes me feel like I'm trapped in a cage, I am going to feel like I'm trapped in a cage. People have the right to let me part me as a mom. If there was something that I had to do to go away for two months, it would probably be the worst 10 months of my or two months of my life being away from my child. But it doesn't mean that I have to stop hoping and dreaming because I have now become a parent. But what I wouldn't do is take my child and move to a well, different I, just, I would feel like I'm not taking her away from her. She said he could come to Ghana whenever he wants to. Even when she just yeah, wants you, to go. I mean, you're making that sound like that's a block away. Like For them, I said it would be different if it was like they, they didn't have the means to do that. Harper is a writer. He doesn't have to be in one particular place to write. Do he could go and spend some time in Ghana if he wants. He, or he could bring the daughter back to New York, whatever. Well, do you feel that she didn't spitefully do anything? Like she didn't make this move to Africa because he didn't call that realtor about 
Um, I mean, that, that might have given her some goal to go forward, but I think that she felt like she... So Okay, I'm but, sorry, but if we're making decisions based off of you being um, upset, like to me, I feel like that's I the worst thing. I, I did say you shouldn't do anything out of spite. But if it was like this, she really felt like, because she said she was interested in staying in St. Pierre. She seemed like she was looking to get out of the U.S. She felt like being somewhere where Black culture was like the norm versus, you know, uh, being a part of a racist system or whatever was more of what she was like gearing towards. Even in when they weren't like talking about separating, she was like, we should stay here. Or we should, you know, we should think about being here. So I think she was feeling like she wanted a change of scenery regardless, whether with him or without him. Yes, him being, you know, kind of complacent to whatever it is that she wanted to do may have driven her to be like, you know what? I, she asked him to go to Ghana for a month and he was like, mm. so he kind of was like, he didn't do want to do nothing she wanted to do. So, so but I'm not saying that's a reason to do anything out of spite, but I think she went for that month, for that whatever, she was invited to be with that chef and she enjoyed it and she was like, yeah, I could see myself living here. Um, and I think that it, it was within her rights to do that. Now, he could have continued on the path of either trying to get custody or they could have did joint custody or whatever. But in the end, he chose not to, not to cause a big rift with that. Um, but again, I think too, he trusted that really she it has been the custodial parent and that she was going to continue to take good care of their child. But if he was somebody that didn't have the means maybe to travel back and forth or to bring the little girl back and forth, then maybe I would feel somewhat different about it. But as a whole, I think that he could still have um, the same relationship that he had with his daughter at best, or he could choose to, you know, spend more time. I don't think they're going to have the same relationship. I think him being so far away, at very best, he could FaceTime her, and he could probably travel there, what, once a month if he has the means. That's not going to have the same relationship he had with his daughter. Two, the, the real problem um, because people keep saying that he didn't support her. He, when she was doing the subscriptions out of the house and she had like 3000 subscribers, he was like, Hey, you need to get some help with this. Let's get you some help. So you could continue on doing this. She said, no, I'm gonna do it by myself. And then she gave that up. It's like, you can only help somebody so much. I think her real problem was she never spoke up for herself. So now you didn't sit around for 20 years, not speaking up for yourself. He's going to, he sees a relationship one way. You see it another way because you just sat there and haven't said nothing all this time. Now you want to be mad and pack up and go to Ghana. You should have talked up for yourself in the first place. You so have created, well, you even, have created even, this environment. You have made your bed. Now you must lie. I got to stay, I got to stay in it forever. So even if, 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 if the onus was on me for not speaking up, if at some point I get fed up and say, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of being, uh, you know, pushed to the back round and everything being about you. Think up for yourself. She what, did. What she did. She left. <laughs> yeah, but speaking up for yourself and leaving and totally changing. That's two different things. Yeah, that's not speaking up for yourself. That's being selfish as heck. But has Harper not been selfish? I mean, he's been selfish all the way. I'm sure she's been selfish. I'm sure that he's been selfish. But the, his selfishness didn't cause 
their child. It didn't include their child. She included her child and her. Oh, I think it includes your child when you selfish when you do selfish things. It includes your child, whether you see it as a direct or indirect inclusion of the child. Because one, however, however the dynamic is between the parents is going to impact the child. Yeah. So they don't they don't have a good dynamic. So if anything, we're showing you how to be functionally dysfunctional. Two. Yeah, that's uh, what she did. I, uh, I, yeah, well, I mean, what he did. She it, it, it would be unfair to say that what his selfishness didn't impact their child. No, I think, I think his his selfishness didn't cause. I, I I didn't see one scene where his selfishness caused the child to stand, be in a corner crying because her father's leaving. It, any any time a child goes into a predicament of their parent being taken away from them that is trauma that's trauma that people deal with from the time that they are um if, if when she was however old she was until adulthood you still have you still have grown adults who have lost their parent whether it be by um you know that parent passing or something more violently that will ruin your child's entire life a father being away for a month or two to help his family is not causing trauma for a child oh Which, yeah it can because direct. a child might not see it that way like oh he's away for a month or two because he's providing for us because they don't care about that they care about your physical presence so yes as much as you your parent your other parent will tell them like um dad or mom is just gone for this period of time because they're helping us make money or whatever that, that a kid even a lot of rich kids who parents be gone traveling working doing business whatever and they've been raised by nannies be like they didn't really care about that stuff they really wanted the physical interaction and the day-to-day -day conversation and facetime yeah, true, like, but what's also true is there are a lot of children that did leave that live that type of life and now that they have become adults they understand why their parent works so hard i don't think yeah. it caused trauma but, yeah while oh, they might have wanted why they might have wanted to be in their child's life what she did to me was was kidnapping i'm sorry it was, wow. like, oh, it was I like, kidnapping as far and i think no, even, I, if, even if the initial thought of leaving was was traumatic to the daughter but how, how they handle it after that would make it whether it is really trauma or not, whether or not he does show up, whether or not they have a good co-parent relationship and she travels back and forth and he travels back and forth and all that, whether or not they stay there permanently. All of those things will dictate how that is either traumatic or not traumatic. Like the event of divorce is traumatic. That's mm -hmm. the first trauma right there. The yeah. parents are splitting up. The dynamic is changing. It's never going to be what it was, them living under the same house. So how they parent and how the time is spent, and even if it's not as much time as it would be if they were in the same country, the the quality of the time that they spend together when they are together is what's going to dictate the level of trauma. I think that if there had, I think if Rose reverse, this is a man taking his child to Africa and the mom was here, I think people would see it as, as kidnapping. I'm sorry. Whenever you pull a child away from their parent, to me, you just, you don't do stuff like that. A lot of relationships that break up, even when the two people live in the same town, there's usually 
the non-custodial parent in a lot of instances tends to take advantage of being a non-custodial parent. Even when they have agreements in place, um, they don't necessarily always, you know, get them every weekend that they're supposed to get them. And nobody's stopping them. Like, there's no there's no um, feud or anything, but it's easier for you to continue and do the things that you want to do when you don't have to be the one that's responsible for what's going on with kids. It's easy for you to say, you know what, uh, this weekend I got to do X, Y, and Z, so I'm, I'm going to let the kids stay with you. I, I, I just want to say this. One, I didn't consider a kidnapping. However, I think it's very selfish parenting. And there's a lot of selfish, selfish parenting putting their own needs in front of the children, not in front of the other co-parent because that doesn't really matter. It's putting your own needs in front of your child. Putting your need, I, I get it. Every parent deserves the right to be happy. You could be happy and find out ways to be happy while still allowing your child to be in their parent's life. I'll give an example, a personal example. I was away at school when I found out I was pregnant all the way in Baltimore. I made the decision, obviously, to come back because I had to be close to my family. But at some point, I wanted to go back to Baltimore. I didn't want to stay in Illinois at all. But I decided to stay here so my son could have somewhat of a relationship with his father, although that didn't quite happen the way I wanted it to play out. I made that decision so that if ever come a time my son say, hey, you know, what happened? Why why didn't you allow my father to be here? Why, why did this not happen? It's not on me. It's all about that parent. So to what you're saying, Deanna, yeah, there are co-parents that are a town away that are not in their child's life, but also taking a child to a whole nother country, a whole nother place, 24 hours away is a bit much. And um, Carolyn brought up a good point. She said that she doesn't agree. We don't agree. But what about the other two who uh, got married and he found out his daughter was his after 10 years of not knowing? That's shady too. Yeah, that was very shady. I don't know why she didn't tell him you know, since they was having this on and off again affair anyway. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, that was, I agree that that was shady. I think, yeah. I think you should tell people who their parents are. Like, that's if you a, know, if, if you don't know, you should get the DNA test or all that type of stuff. But yeah, I don't think you should withhold the information, especially in the case of them two that was sleeping together all the time. Another yeah. example of self-experiment. You're putting your feelings, your knees in front of your child. You know, this child has locked that up. Was the same, but I don't think like pursuing your career goals or dreams is selfish. One, I think it also could teach your what? child. Yeah. Teach your child to pursue whatever it is that they want to pursue. Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying that you don't have to be considerate. She didn't say never call us again. She didn't leave and not tell him where she was going. He still had access. It wasn't, she wasn't taking away his access. Yes, it was far away. But it like is, I said, for, that's for, taking for away access to go to a whole nother country. Yeah, it's a whole nother country, but the That's taking away back. access. No, it's not. If flights go back and forth to Ghana every day. He I mean, was running on moving down the street from them. Okay, whoopity do dazzle. I plan to move not down the street from you. Like, yeah, if, if we do everything according to Harper's plan, Harper would have had 
Robin on one hand, and what's the uh, uh, Neil Long character, Kendall? Um, yeah, Neil Long character on the other. He yeah. essentially would have two women too, like, and I probably have a little bit of a I think Deanna saw the uh, <laughs> the B. Oh, I mean, he still was feeling Jordan. They was about to hook up when. What does um, that have to do with his child? Who he wants to sleep with has nothing to do. With it has nothing to do with his child. So, so yes, it does because that was also going to be the downfall of his marriage. Like, so he's Deanna, he's not considered his their marriage. And their co-parents, you could be a a, a co-parent and and not want to be with well, the person. That's that what I'm saying. So he doesn't have to have any. So because he wants to sleep with Kendall, he's a bad father. No, okay. Well, what is what is he showing about his commitment level? Like, if he or it would be different too if he recognized within himself that the marriage wasn't working. It it wasn't what he wanted. He wanted to be with Jordan. He was honest. He broke away from his wife and he started a new relationship with someone else. But he wouldn't have done that. You he would have stayed what married. Does that have to do with I, his parents? You could, you could say the same about both of them when it comes to uh, infidelity because she was she was um, hot on the, the guy who was doing yeah, the yeah, she was playing. No, I think Separate, separate from the cheating and stuff. Not that I'm saying that because I tend to agree with you a bit more on this, Deanna. I definitely think that cheating is a form of a, a you're you're putting your selfishness of wanting to cheat on your partner now screwing up the relationship, and now your child has to deal with the trauma of there being a possible divorce. Now, here's my my thing, and this is going to be, I think we should move on from this. Yeah, There's so much more that happened in the movie. But <laughs> I think that as a parent, and if as a parent and as a partner, it's just so important to be honest. If you don't want to be in the relationship, love me enough. Love me enough to be like, you know what? This ain't working out for me. So I want somebody else in my life. Here's what I would like to do. And if me moving to Africa is something that I that my partner has then expressed to me that that would be a horrible thing for me, that would be a horrible thing for my child, then guess what? I absolutely would reconsider my thoughts on moving to a whole nother different country. If you are in a relationship, you have to be mature enough, which our next book, our next guest coming up mm -hmm. soon, talk a little bit more. You have to be mature enough to take yourself out of the picture and put the child first nobody should be making no big grand purchases and or movements without truly putting the child first she did not put the child first who cares who cheated who cares who didn't call the realtor to find yeah, out about necessarily making a change of scenery or career move or country move or whatever means that you're not putting your child first but i don't, also don't think that necessarily uh, yeah, I just don't think that that means that you're not putting your child first. Putting yourself first, mm -hmm. it could also be a good thing for your child. Like, to a I think it's a good demonstration. I agree of, with that to a certain degree. Because the child is going to grow up. They're going to have to see, they need to see a model of how to be a, an adult. Mm -hmm. Yes, and to make adult decisions. I think they could have definitely talked about things and yeah. made things as a smooth transition as possible. So I'm not saying that everything that she did, the way she handled it, was the best way to do it. Like, there probably should have been some time, some talking, some you know, either transition or whatever. But I don't think that 
it should have been like, no way you can leave the country because you're tied to this man because you have a child. Like that, I don't agree with. But I, I think that they could have did that better. I think that um, before you were a parent, you were an individual. Yeah. Yes, you still have hopes, dreams, and things you want to accomplish. You should have some sense of still wanting to accomplish these things. Um However, and it's great to to show that to your child. However, you have to make those tweaks and adjustments. If you're so busy focusing on your dreams and what you want to do and you, 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 your kids are sitting on the couch, you know, not don't even know who their parents are because you're so busy doing all these exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah, I think it has to, it has, that's what I'm saying. I don't think she necessarily went about it the best way, but the fact, I don't think it's like, no way that's a hard stop you can't leave the country because you have a child with a man who lives in this country like i, I think the only hard stop and, that I and, i'm sorry the only hard stop that i think that it should be is if you're not sitting down and having a mature conversation to say hey look this is what i'm about to do exactly what do you think what what do you think we should do do you think if you're you okay do that. because you do have a responsibility even if you're not with that person when you share a child with them you do mm -hmm. have that responsibility to do things. there's been plenty of conversations that i had that i didn't think that i needed to have but rightfully so that's my my child's father. You have yeah. those conversations. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah, he probably didn't deserve the conversation, but guess who did deserve it? My child. Yeah, yeah I know? think that's why I said the transition could have been better, but I don't. I just didn't agree with the like you can't leave the country type okay. thing. All right, so we're gonna agree to disagree on that a little bit. We we kind of yeah. came somewhere. We we got we met in in the semi middle. All mm -hmm. right, so another topic, another group of individuals. Uh, Julian, Julian Merch. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um. So he was definitely being <laughs> pulled by Shelby's character. Um. What did you guys think of how their whole thing turned out in the end? Who? Merch. And Shelby, Shelby, who ended up with Quentin, oh, yeah. the fact that he became the the fighter and his whole dealings with being a strong man. What were your thoughts on that? Well, I didn't I think, think that was... much about him and Shelby, though. I mean, okay, well, uh, Shelby separate the the character merch, him becoming the uh, the fighter, and then you know what do you think? Because I say Shelby because Shelby was a bit art of why <laughs> he felt like he was a man. I think also mm. why he did the fighting, the fact that yeah. his character was the in the movie being you know pulled around. What do you think about that situation? That was definitely a journey for him. I think that, um, you know, in the very first movie, you know, before these chronicles, he definitely struggled with, he wanted to assert himself and, you know, toward the end of that movie, he figured it out. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm putting my foot down. Um, and then when um, Harper did the movie, him seeing himself on the screen, that was a trigger for him because he just had that whole you know, incident with the taxi cab and the white lady. So he, he started to realize he had all this built up anger because he's always suppressing and trying to do the right thing and be the the nice guy. And being a nice guy, like, I, I think, like, not that I'm really even being nice, but it's like, you know, 
nice for what? If if you feel a way, say it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like get it off your chest. Him out in in a different way because he was he was killing people almost in those fights. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think that that just gave him a sense of freedom to express. You know, getting those things out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was I would have never saw that for him. Yeah, his everyday life, he was like so much of a pushover. Yeah. Um, I like I like merch. Yeah. Um, Nia Long's character, Jordan. Um, what are your thoughts about how she handled things? What do you think about her still loving Harper? Um, why do you think she didn't end up with that guy? I thought she was going to end up with a guy. And they never told us, or did they, what he whispered in her ear um, but she, I, right. I wanted her to get with the, the fan. Yeah, I was like, I was mad at the writers for that because I'm like, why couldn't she be with the the guy from St. Pierre versus the guy from New York? Like, oh, yeah, like oh, I thought yeah. that whole thing made me so I'm like, what are we, yeah, doing? Demetrius or whatever? I didn't like yeah. him at all. Like, he's not even cute. Like, why they couldn't hook her up? He was like, all right, yeah. he wasn't bad. Um, remember he yeah, had his whole like yeah. ring going on with the prison system and no I, no I'm just saying about his looks oh, I don't like his look either like in comparison I, I really did the guy on the her. beach versus the guy Demetrius was like <laughs> yeah the guy on the I was gonna say I definitely like the guy on the beach for her. <laughs> but um I was disappointed in her I was kind of disappointed in her why uh, I felt like she. Again, her her and Harper are very much. Harper said, "I thought she was going to end up with chocolate too." Me too, Caroline. I was like, "Come on, chat." Her and Harper are very much similar. They're very about themselves people. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I think more people need to be to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. To a certain degree. Um, because this is what I thought was messed up. Even after the first movie, after they went through what they went through, and she almost slept with Harper, even though she knew he was with Robin, you are willing to do it again 20 years later, girl? What? No, You know this man got a whole child, and you willing to do it again based off your you know, when she saw Robin the day after whatever, she was like, hey, girl. Like nothing happened. Like and nothing happened. Are, like you are a, a shark. You I was are, so disappointed in her. Because yeah, it's like, girl, you like you they, sit around in this lady face. Right. Like we friends. You treat me like we friends. And all the while, you know, I you've been plotting. So in my head, if I were Robin, I'd be like, so whole time you've been plotting. Mm-hmm. I thought we mm-hmm. was cool. You've been plotting whole time. So yeah. now I yeah, yeah, I'm like Robin did good. She just didn't speak to her, but I'd be like, I'd be like, don't even, don't, don't pretend. Definitely wrong. The reason why I say I think more who needs to be a little bit more selfish is because look, like we only have one life to live. I, I definitely right. have a soft spot when it comes to like children and making big moves. But I feel like if you're if you're a single person and you don't have children, like to me, that's the best time so to sleep with somebody's husband. 
I said to be selfish. Never said to sleep with somebody. Let me get that out because I want to make sure I want to be clear. I don't agree with nobody messing around with nobody, man. Don't mess around with nobody, man. But my thing is to be selfish. That's totally fine. Like, I have no problem with nobody standing up and being like, I want to do this. I want to be by myself. I don't want to be with nobody else. I want to concentrate on my career. I want to I want to oh, make yeah. it's okay to be the, the cheating on the husband thing though yes i think that was definitely wrong now because i don't like the robin's character i do tend to lean a bit on the side of trying to mess around with the other man but i'm not saying that that's an excuse to do what to, for um Nia Long's character to do what she did to her thing. but i definitely feel like um it's okay to be selfish yeah. To an extent, yes, but not when it's hurtful or harmful to other people, yes. like in that capacity. Like, I'm not going to be smiling up in your face or, um, you know, knowing that I was just about to see all the time the they were in your place, the best. and be like, hey, girl, <laughs> you know, she, hey, girl, Robin, like, nothing happened, you know. Uh, she did, um, so yeah. I would feel like you're, you're, you're slimy. Yeah, you definitely are slimy. Don't mess with her. her being a career focused person or saying that she didn't want to have kids, you know, that type of stuff. If that's if that's where what you want to pursue, you lost Bianca. Come back, Bianca. Come back, Bianca. That that type of stuff I think is fine. But then it was like she was kind of regretting not having a child when she thought she was pregnant and turned out not to be pregnant. Absolutely. I think, so I think that happens too. Like some people who are career focused or even women who say they don't want to have kids, maybe for a season in their life, they don't want to have kids, but then they later regret it. Or maybe sometimes too, it's a defense mechanism. If they um, have had issues yeah. with fertility or whatever, they say, I don't want kids anyway. Yeah. But um, I think that it's okay to to also change your mind you know like at some point you may have thought that you didn't want kids or that you wanted to pursue one career path or whatever and then yeah i'm talking about bianca like she's here but she always says that like um it's okay to change your mind um maybe you felt one way one day and now you feel another way but that can't not that cannot be to harm somebody oh, else. Yeah, as long as it's not harmful. Like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna save the the big question for when um, Bianca comes she back. Says, Sorry, having issues. What did she text you? She put it in the private chat. Oh. Okay. Well, this is a great episode so far. <laughs> it's getting a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I definitely think that we got a lot to talk about in 2023. I think, um, like always, I, I at first I think when we when we were having our podcast shows to begin with, um, I would feel like, oh my god, they don't agree with me. They think something else, and da da da. da. And um, through this process, I have come to learn like if you feel a certain way about a certain thing. Stand on what you feel about. Nobody hates you for, <laughs> for thinking a certain way. No, I mean, we spend a lot of time together, but we're not clones. We got we are not clones. clones. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you watching any episode of What's Brewing, sis, just know we 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 gonna state our opinion. <laughs> and we don't always agree. Well, we, we definitely tend, do not. We always tend agree. to 
No, but I think what's so cool is that we could also show people that even though we don't agree, we still um, we rather die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it prov- it provides balance, you know. It absolutely does. We can't we can't agree on all things at all times. Cannot agree on all things. All right, so I think that our friend is coming back, but maybe not so soon. Oh, there she goes. You back? I'm back, guys. You're back. <laughs> so sorry. Somebody called and I thought my phone was on Do Not Disturb and it kicked me out of streamer. So well, you are um back at a great time. We were singing your praises and just letting everybody know, like, look, we don't agree on a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but we are definitely, you know, best friends. And I I think at in you know in a weird way it's also helping too like for me i was explaining to diana that i sometimes feel like if i if i feel a certain way about something it doesn't mean that just because you guys disagree that um, y'all hate me or something like no everybody is not gonna agree all the time and arguments may pursue and everybody might be persnippity but look (laughs) stand on what you want to stand on and i'm always gonna stand on (laughs) <laughs> I, I stay standing on what I believe <laughs> and yes I love it we don't always agree yeah. <laughs> so another piece another big part of the movie and the show was the whole LJ. horse huh? I said LJ no LJ 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 is oh no no I'm not there yet I'm not here okay go 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 what you know what let's do that first because the other one is to me is the bigger thing so LJ what do you guys think about that what's your thoughts I think it's tough being a parent in this new you know uh this new whatever it is let us know what you think too Carol um I think it it was I I could understand more chestnuts character um i get it you know you're this football player and you're the epitome of masculinity and strength and blah 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 your son is playing football you want him to do the same thing you're doing and then you find high heels in his bedroom that's a bit much um i at some point though as a parent I think you kind of have to, I don't know, it's tough. I think at some point as a parent, I would rather not see my child kill themselves. Mm. So I would have to be like, look, at the end of the day, when they when the, their bell is rung and they got to have that conversation with God, that's between them and God, but I, I have to love my child. I, and I, he got there, he, he got there. Yeah. I think too, probably the way that he found out was jarring. You know, he yeah, walked yeah. that talking. was ridiculous. And so true. maybe if if the you know conversation had been had in just him and his dad in a different setting, you know, he maybe would have got there sooner. But yeah, you know, yeah, having it like yeah. just seeing seeing a a TikTok was it was it a TikTok? Yeah, I, I think it was or Instagram or something like that, but or real. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, this is a conversation that I've had with Savannah and we talk about it often because I think kids now are definitely more, um, 
experimental, you know, they don't really know, they're pressured with social media and stuff like that. I think that if you do, though, have a open and honest conversation with your, your kids, um, they, they may not have an issue with coming, you know, to you to say, hey, I, this is how I feel. This is how, how I think that I want to live my life. Um, I think, I think I kind of teeter a little bit when it comes to like a child making a decision to have like a sex change. I think that to me is just, you know, kids, when I think of myself back when I was 13 years old, would I have been ready to make a decision like that? Or would it have been like a phase that I'm going through? Um, I think think it's very important to have a open, honest conversation with your kids when it comes to sex. Like, it's gonna happen. It's a, it's it shouldn't be a hidden thing. Um, and sometimes it can be the worst conversation that you have to sit and have with your kids. But you know, it, could, it, it shouldn't be the worst conversation. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But I think a lot of people shy away from it because it it so it does have a sexual nature to it to the conversation. Yeah. I think it's a tough conversation to have. I think as parents, when you're laying in a hospital bed and they hand you this baby. And you're sitting there with it. You're thinking of, you know, how I'm going to just be the best parent to the child that I could possibly be in. You know, at some point you start dreaming of the day that they'll have their own family and get married and be successful. I want my kids to be more successful than me and all of these things. You start projecting all of the things that you want for your child to your child. Um, but I think it's definitely tough with, uh, situations like that because it's like, that's not something that was part of the parents plan. Um, Mm. so when it comes up, it could definitely be jarring for a parent to deal with. And I think that sometimes kids need to give their parents a little grace, like give them a little time to, to, you know, figure it out. You've had years to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, the parent is just now getting a split second and you want them to just jump on the board. Yeah. Give them a moment to like, you know, talk talk through it with them. You know, understand that their initial reaction may be terrifying, but, you know, that's a, their honest reaction. They need time to, to work through it and, and to understand it and to try to adjust to this new you know, life that you're leading now, um, because that's that's definitely scary for as much as scary for a person going through it. It's scary for the parent too, because yeah. they worry about their child and what they're gonna face and how mean the world is gonna be to them. Yeah, and you know all these different things. It's a lot. I think that's but, the biggest thing. I think that's the fear. The fear and. Um, oh my God, what's going to happen to my child because of the situation? Sometimes it's not even that that big of a deal to some people. They're like, oh, I thought it, or I thought that this could be. It's more so, what is the world going to attempt to do to my child? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. But I'm glad that they were able to work it out and, and everybody to come to this understanding that Life still goes on, you know, just because Mm -hmm. I love a person. Um, Carolyn said, oh, my God, LJ, that was it much. Should have had a talk with his dad instead of putting it out like that on social media for everyone to know before his own father. I agree. Like, all of his father's friends knew. Mm -hmm. All, everybody on social media knew before him. That would hurt my feeling as a parent. 
Yeah. Yeah. She went and told everybody else except for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that 100%. Okay. Um, have I asked something that you guys want to ask about the, the movie? I, I'm saving something that you feel okay, Let me do it now, and then you guys tell me if I missed anything. Because this the, the big story for me was the Lance and Mia story. Um, how do you feel? Um, not I, I, I'm not asking, do you think that Mia got what she deserved? Um, I'm asking more so, do you think that that was what the movie was attempting to portray? Um, how do you think about Lance doing all his, you know, sexting and then ended up with the lady? And then um, what do you think as far as Harper's intertwine and their relationship? Do you think that Mia was wrong and or right? Um, I Another thing, I saw this poll that was taken about this specific question about their dynamic. And it basically said that men said more so that Mia shouldn't have done um, what she did because it was his best friend. And women were kind of 50-50. What do you guys think? I think wrong is wrong. So although Lance was wrong and had a lot of affairs or slept around her a lot, yeah, I think it was wrong that she slept with his best friend, regardless of all the infidelity that he did or whatever. Um, and it was before they got married. So they both were, you know, I guess wrong in a sense. But yeah, I think it was wrong of her to sleep with his best friend. Um, if she had just chose to sleep with just any random person, um, and I guess if she was saying that she was in this committed relationship, it still would have been wrong, but maybe it wouldn't be viewed as, as egregious because, uh, he was sleeping around too and they were young. So I do think you get some, you know, grace for being young. Um, but yeah, wrong is wrong. I don't think she was right for sleeping with Harper. I think she was wrong for sleeping with Harper because only only because he was Lance's friend. Um and that's that's the only thing I think she was wrong about. I, I don't think that two wrongs make a right, but here's the thing about men. They could, you know, ditch it but can't take they could haul around town, but the men and a woman text another man back, they gonna fall out and have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Boo. Listen, you you didn't do your thing. She did. She had one indiscretion, and now you want to have a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. Now, it, the the thing that I thought was wrong about her indiscretion is because it was Harper, and yeah. she planned it out. She told Lance, "Hey, I planned this out. I picked him. I knew I was picking him, and I did it. Boom." So that's 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 you know some people say a man might you know cut. But a woman can cut deeper because they, you okay. know, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes <laughs> the, the you know, y'all didn't like it when I said it in the other episode. But I mean, a woman can not really be, be a plotter like they, you know, uh, I was previously going to be methodical and calculated. That's a real thing. Like sometimes people really do think about, you know, every step it away every intricate detail of what they're doing so it wasn't like oh it just happened type of thing like no this was premeditated it was fully calculated i knew exactly the impact that it could uh 
have if brought to light. So yeah, all of that went into what I was doing. So I'm 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 not confused at all about how this could be earth shattering for you in the male ego. Um, and yeah, still did it. So for for that is wrong. You know, I don't think um, we disagreed that women. And, or men, for that matter. You know, I think people are counting. Yeah, people are counting. It wasn't that we were saying that. I, I don't think men do it as often. I think that's what we're going to disagree with. Yeah, that's what we often do. No, I'm saying I don't think they are as methodical and calculated. Sometimes no, they're no, still no. I'm just saying they're, they're, they tend to be a little bit more sloppy. They don't necessarily plan out every detail to a T. They just, you know, they may be a little more impulsive or um, just not as as uh, vindictive sometimes. Like what they're doing, they're doing it because they enjoy it. They saw somebody, they like the way she looked, whatever. They say men are visual. I don't think they necessarily hold some of the vindictive nature that some women do. Um, I think things that they do. So no, people are people, but I think think sometimes when men are sleeping with women, they're not doing it in to spite the woman that they're with. They're doing it because they're. (laughs) I think they're doing it. I think they're unhappy and they do it and they cheat. I think women are. No, I I think a lot of times for women, it's a it's a bit more emotional is not as just like not, not all the time not, not all the time but i didn't say all the time but i'm saying like in the case of mia she yeah. was dealing with a man she knew was sleeping with other women she knew had hurt her several times and so it was like when she did her dirt it's like yeah even though you've been with all these other women this one shot this one guy this one particular guy is gonna overshadow the fact that you probably just slept with 50 different women because you probably don't even remember half of their names mm-hmm. like you're not invested in them in no type of way but this person right here is gonna hurt you at your core versus those women that you can't even remember their names like it's a different dynamic that's all i'm saying <laughs> I, I, I think that Take it for what it's worth, but I just say I think men be out here plotting. I think men be out here being emotional too. But I also agree with women. I do it too. Had you explained this story back to me, I would have said, "Was it a man or was it a woman?" Like I think people are people, and they do things that are not right. I being one of them, I, I've done things that have been wrong. I, I've never slept with my anybody's best friend. Like I would never do that. To me, that is like the worst thing that she could have done. Um, but I definitely wouldn't give him any grace. <laughs> I, I don't think Maybe I would have ever given him any grace. Not for sure what you just said. You too. <laughs> I know, I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know that's the worst thing she could have done. But. Okay. So I'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that um, 
Deanna made me forget what I was gonna say. But yeah, <laughs> I think people do shitty shit, man. I think people do shitty <laughs> and that's and the yeah. people do shitty shit. People do shitty shit, and it's just that's just the thing. But yeah, I mean, what you can do to funny. avoid all of this stuff is if if somebody is doing you wrong, speak up, say something, talk about it. Don't you ain't gotta do the tit for tat. You can live your mm. life and be so much more happier if you just look take it to the take it take take what they did and decide if you want to stay there and continue she tried to break up with him and he came to harper crying like <laughs> she tried to believe me and blah 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 and he got on his knees and prayed and all that old silly stuff but still went on <laughs> acting a fool so. so do you guys think that had um, well, I guess I guess he did. Have... So I don't think she got what she deserved, though. That was a part of your initial question. I don't think yes. like that was her but it was punishment. With, no. with the movie making it that way, I knew I had to say that. <laughs> Do you think that that's what the movie was trying to say? Not that I. No, I, don't, I didn't. I didn't think that. I didn't think that this was like her consequence. But, I kind of mm. think that he he did make that the consequence. Oh, that 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 movie, that particular holiday movie. I was I was in tears. I was. Yeah, I watched that again on Christmas. I was a dollar crying. Like, mm. <laughs> well, I, 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 I didn't cry on that movie. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I'm saying you be trying to think I'm a crap baby these days, but I didn't cry on that. I, I'm not sure you crap baby. For some reason, that part in that movie, on that part, just made me feel so sad because I know that that the movie was written by a male. So I would, I thought, you know, was he trying to portray that that she kind of got what she deserved um, because she died, her character died. No, no, does it hurt him too? You know? Oh yeah, definitely, and and it hurt, it hurt me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The watcher of well, I, I hope that's what not what the writer was trying to portray. I didn't. I didn't take that. I didn't. I hope not. That. I hope not. Um, and sometimes it, it, you know, when you lose that person, I think some less also may have had some self reflection of damn, I was out here being stupid all these years, and now I done lost the woman that I really love. Mm-hmm. And then he got right back into the streets. Right. Yeah. But it didn't fill him up, you know. He mm-hmm. still was he was trying to fill a void that that definitely wasn't gonna be the way mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Carolyn didn't uh didn't uh like the new lady for less. I liked her. She reminded me a little bit of Mia. Yeah. I think that's why he liked her too. Mm-hmm. too. Like she was always there when she needed to be. It wasn't about the, you know. Yeah, she was um you know, she wasn't trying to just be in his face because he was Lance, the football player. She was, For sure. Boy. And she was she was a, she had a calming nature. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think yeah. Mia had. So that's right. I think that's what and, he and he needs that because he kinda spastic. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last question, but it's kind of not a question. Um did I ask? Did I not ask a question about the movie that you guys would have asked? Did I miss um, it? Only thing I would probably say, and I'm like, I know we're getting long. It's like over two hours. So That's okay. The yeah. longest podcast it should be. It's I know it's a recap. So, uh, okay. So I didn't necessarily like how 
they had Shelby's character kind of like over the top groveling over Q. Um, in the end, he did get on his knees for her too, but yeah, it was like, um, I don't know. I didn't necessarily. Being like just a I tend to like that kind of stuff because I'm like, I don't know. I felt like, you know, I'm going to, I've held on to these beliefs. I'm going to kind of dog walk men and I'm going to make them feel this certain kind of way. And like, I really do love this person. And it took for this to happen in order for me to kind of realize that. Not that I think what she did was right or she did it the correct way, but I don't know. I just felt like, wow, that to me is what she needed to see in order to know like i really do love this person and i think it kind of helped him you know when he was going through his health issues that it was her as opposed to him marrying somebody that he really wasn't marrying for for her ego i think because shelby is an over-the-top person that was like on on course for her like <laughs> she's over the top so this was just very on course for her so i wasn't but I just wonder if it had been reversed, would he have done all that to get her? Like, oh, he have no, I mean, about women. women are more emotional. Women are more that way. I don't think so. I think men tend to be the, I'm not going to say nothing. I, I, I just lost the girl. Um, I don't think, I don't think that he would have acted the way she Well, acted. he did run to the airport. He did run to the airport. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I don't know if he would have imposed on the first you know in the first place like if he would have showed up and all that maybe he would have but it was almost a little too much. Carolyn. i love carolyn <laughs> she always uh, and anybody else who's here, because I see a couple people are here. Let us know. We're still here, guys. We doing the recap show, the best mm -hmm. man show. Recap um, of 2022. Yes. Um, a lot to talk about. What about what you? Is, is there a question I didn't ask? What did y'all feel about um, the uh, assault with the teacher? Oh, my God. Good point. What do you think, Nana? Oh, um, I I was thinking that that was gonna happen. I felt like that was coming. Oh, okay. You know, Actually, it didn't think that. I, I it, really, was, it, it was kind of predictable to me, but I kind of feel like I wish they didn't add that element to it because it's like, um, kind of perpetuates like every person that's deemed to be like this great person. Is really not that great like you know like we say all the black male icons they trying to tear them down they all got scandals of some sort um so i would have liked for dr temple to just be a good respectable professor and not do that but i wasn't surprised yeah did y'all think that um hey girl did y'all answer that question? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, what was the question? What did y'all think about the sexual assault with the professor? I think he was so stank. I think he mm -hmm. took an opportunity and just um, and just was stank with it. I like what they did by showing the kind of Me Too movement. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, the, the mentioning of George Floyd and stuff like that, just to kind of show what's going on mm -hmm. i definitely think that um some men not all uh 
use their power, you know, to their advantage. I also think some women do too, you know, I, you know, use their power and, and take advantage of other people while doing it. But I was so hurt for her. And I hate to see people in those uncomfortable situations because that is a situation that, you know, I was in before and it's scary. Like it's absolutely scary. You trust somebody and now this person has totally taken advantage of you. That's that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think unfortunately um, we've probably all been in those like uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of didn't expect that for some reason. I don't know. I was so I didn't crazy. either. I didn't see it coming. I, I felt like from the day she said, Oh, I've been accepted into uh Professor Temple's class or whatever. Mm-hmm. For some reason I was like, Oh, he's gonna be a creep. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Professor Temple. Yeah. And then um did y'all expect Jordan to quit? her job in the end she's been this go-getter this i have to climb this ladder person her whole life and then she quits i i did not see that one coming um because like i don't know i feel like if you got a dream you gotta go and you're successful and doing it it's something that you enjoy then keep doing it but i think for her she started to feel like life was passing her by um, and that was her reasoning for quit. So I was more so happy that she did it, but I wish she didn't have to, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think um I think she was they was trying to show her uh as evolving, you know. Yeah, she really had that uh <laughs> that had been her thing for the longest that she just wanted to climb the ladder or whatever. But then like I think thinking she was pregnant and then realizing she wasn't started to uh, put things in a new perspective. And even before that, she kept saying that she wanted to focus on self-care and stuff, but she really wasn't doing it. Um, And maybe, yeah, she just came to the realization that she needed to. Carolyn was snoring. Yeah. You got to go back and watch it. I I think that there were some parts where I was like, why did they write this in? I don't know. I didn't. You know what? I, I kind of uh, I felt like I expected this because a lot of times people, I'm not just going to say women, but people are so fo- laser focused on climbing this corporate ladder and I got to get to the next tier and to the next tier and to the next tier that you realize that life has passed you by. Yes, you may be successful, but life has passed you by. And even her uh, assistant was like, you know, no offense, but you suck at self-care. Mm-hmm. She's sitting there with these blinding headaches. She's literally going blind, but she won't go to the doctor because I got to get to this next meeting. I have to get to this next thing. I have to do this. I have to do that. And it's like, you're going to die sitting at this desk mm-hmm. because you're not going to the doctor and you're not taking care of yourself and you're only focused on achieving the next goal well you can't do it then so you know at some point you have to put your self-care at the top of the ladder uh, of all the things that you're climbing um so i kind of felt like i started to see it coming when she's sitting around and see everybody with their families and she's just sitting there and everybody got is married or got somebody and she's just sitting there it's kind of like well what you know what what do you have to show for mm-hmm. all of this mm-hmm. totally agree with that 
Yep. I think that when you focus on um, where I'm guilty of that, like literally I started a job and I looked up and it was 20 years later and the going blind situation. I mean, that was my situation. Like I worked myself because I felt like that was what I had to do. Um, and so you do, you do, you look up and you realize, hey, Lord, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's doing all these things. Um, so in the next year and starting now, cause I'm like, I don't want to keep saying in 2023, I'm going to do blah, X, Y, and Z starting now. Like it's all about me. Like it, it's, it's, it's all about Savannah, but it can all be about Shelly too. You know? So like if, if there's something going on and I don't like it, I'm talking up. If there's a situation that I don't want to be in, I'm not running from it. I'll have the conversation first, but yes, it is so important to love yourself and put yourself in a situation where you do come first and there is nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. um but yeah don't let your life pass you by because of a job like don't do that i think it was a lot of nuggets in this movie like that mm -hmm. um very much of the speak up you know put yourself first but yeah. also have that balance um and choose love you know at the end of the day. So all, all of these things were little nuggets in that movie to sum it up. Okay. Yeah. All right, ladies. I think this was a ex I think that was an excellent note to end on. Um, I enjoyed this episode. I recap. I love, love, love seeing all of the I'm gonna take us down for a second. Oh, So they couldn't hear me. <laughs> no, when you're backstage, people can't hear you. Okay. Well, I absolutely love, love, love seeing all of the images of the shows that we have done. Um, it's, it's, it, it is something to me today. Um, you know, from my perspective, and if everybody can kind of end on a note of what you've learned, what you know for sure, what you know for sure, I'm, I'm copying another podcast that I love, um, but what do you know for sure going into next year? Um, what did you learn in this year? Mm. So what do you know for sure going into next year and what was the biggest lesson learned this year? Oh, that's a good one. Now I got to sit here and be like, wait. <laughs> What did I learn? What did I, learn? I know what I know for sure, but what did I learn? I feel like I learned a lot. Uh, uh, you guys want me to take it first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, I, I have not thought this out. What do I know for sure? Um, I know for sure that I am dope that I am a commodity to any team that I'm a part of, that I have a voice. Because um, I think I've said on past episodes, I, I felt like I didn't have a voice, not with us, but in, uh, in situations in life. Um, but I know for sure that I do. Um, biggest lesson learned this year is that it's okay to have your opinion, stand on it, maybe have some research to back it up, and let that be it. What y'all got? <laughs> All right. So uh, what I learned this year is that 
Um, Carolyn, we want to hear your answer too. And anybody else? Um, I don't know what I learned this year. I, I learned that, you know, self-care is important. Mm -hmm. I learned that, um, you know, although I, I think I've come a long way with patience, I still have some, some ways to go. I think that, um, I learned that it's okay to put myself first. Um, and then what I know for sure, I'm always going to speak my mind to stand on it. And I think that it, it's okay to do that. Yeah. Deanna, are you ready or can uh, Carolyn? <clears throat> oh, we can read Carolyn's. Carolyn's is, I want to be more positive and the biggest lesson learned is self-care. That's, that's, yep. really, that, that's powerful. Thank you, Carolyn. Um, so I'll say I learned um, that uh, although I can have plans, things can change, and I can adapt, pivot, and um, I ultimately trust God's plan. It's better than mine anyway. Um, and what I know for sure is... Um, that I can have everything, like period, everything. Oh, <laughs> you sure do, you sure can, girl, all of it. <laughs> all right, guys, we have enjoyed this year, this podcast. Um, even though towards the end of the year, we were all kind of <laughs> separate, um, yes, we still okay. know how to come together and have a great time, great conversation, and everybody has a voice. <laughs> everybody has a voice. Um, even when sometimes we don't, we coughing through it. But we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here. My mom, Iris, for being here, and everybody else who watched. Um, we want to make sure that for every show going forward, everybody knows that you have a voice here, too. So we love when people comment in the comments. It helps our channel. Um, if you know somebody who would even love to listen to this podcast let us let them know about us i want to say more um like us comment subscribe to our channel and share it um but on that note you know keep brewing as always keep All right, brewing. great job thank you mom thank you <laughs> thank you everybody absolutely thank you everybody and keep it brewing we'll see you keep guys next week Oh, we See, you See you next year. See you next year. Bye. -bye.